Yes, it's very valuable to us to have morning routines, but I also think it's important to have a night routine, especially when, when working for yourself, when working from home, like when do you stop? I live by this calendar and by this to-do list, so it's not only a business to-do list, it's also a personal one, which some might argue that you need to separate those, but I just view it as I need to get all of this stuff done today and this is just my master to-do list. Welcome to Sorted, a podcast for creatives by creatives. I'm Emma. And I'm Alex. So get your coffee ready and let's get sorted. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Sorted. We are talking about all things productivity, getting it all done, how we plan out our days, our weeks, our years. Scary, but yes. <laughs> and just kind of what our systems are for keeping on track of client work, personal work, and also like, you know, staying mentally well. So we're excited to kind of dive into the topics that are, I feel like, near and due to our heart. These are like our, the reason behind starting Sorted was talking about, you know, productivity and processes. So I feel like today will be a really good episode and we're both very coffeeed up and we're ready to go. <laughs> yes, I'm on my second cup today, which never happens for me. So super excited for today's episode. And as Emma said, we're going to be diving into things about productivity and how we get it all done and actually the details of that, because I feel like a lot of times people will say, you know, I own my own business or I'm an entrepreneur, but we never really hear the back end of things and how it actually comes to life, how you get all your stuff done. So we're going to be talking about our goals, which I feel like we get brought up all the time, but that just means that they're very valuable to us and it's important to set those. We'll do breakdowns of quarterly, weekly, daily to-do lists that we have, how we tackle projects and how we stagger those and how we load our plate for the week and for the month. And even talking about time blocking, which was discussed in an in-depth episode in season one. So go back and listen to that one. But we're just going to be diving into all of the details on how we get it all done. So to start off, let's talk talk about the overarching goals and intentions that we set for ourselves. So when you work for a company, I think well, hopefully a good company, some companies probably don't do this, but you know, you have your quarterly or biannual meetings with your managers or your bosses where you kind of set, you know, intentions for yourself and like, you know, they ask you, you know, where do you want to be in five years and what kind of promotions are you looking for? And like, what are your goals from working at this company? And so when you're working for yourself or, you know, you have a small team, it's really important to take time and actually do this for yourself. And also not so much, it's very different from that, you know, the, the new year's resolution rhetoric. I feel like when you're a business owner, it's actually like setting goals for your business and not necessarily like, I want to drink more water and I want to lose weight. It's more like, I want to make this much money. I want to work with these type of clients. I want to, you know, hit these different goals within my, within my business. And so I know for me, I, I use <laughs> surprise, surprise. I use notion to <laughs> um, set these goals and set these tasks out, you know, outlined. I think I talked about it in one of our previous episodes this season. I kind of went into depth of like my goals and wish list system that I use, but for overall for goals, I use these like eight categories that have to do with like business and personal. So like things like money and also like creative development and emotional well-being and just different things that I think are important to kind of look back on from the past year and set goals and intentions for the coming year. And so I take these goals that I write out and I break them up into quarterly habits, weekly habits, and daily habits and how to like 
kind of maintain and monthly habits also maintain these goals throughout the year. So monthly kind of some examples are like setting my content calendar and marketing plan for my business. This is something that's like big this year. Last year, I kind of let social media and newsletters and stuff kind of go to the wayside. So that was one of my big goals for my business this year was kind of keeping up without even in busy seasons that like slow seasons will come. And so making sure that I'm keeping up with those marketing and outreach kind of tasks that are important when you own your own business. And then down to like little things like daily, daily goals. Um, one of my favorites is, and I mentioned it before, is like my daily design practice. So trying to create before I consume in the morning. So creating you know, as in drawing, you know, create, it can be creating with attention. So sometimes when I'm drawing, I'm drawing for like a post that I need to make for Instagram or, you know, we're doing a challenge or something like that, but it's just creating before I start consuming content in the morning. So before I scroll, before I start working on client projects, before I start doing work for anyone else, I do some work for myself. And then like weekly tasks, some examples of things like within that are, I like to kind of check in about my budgets. I like to check in for like my taxes and kind of just breaking down what, you know, what financial goals and like also just, I think it's important to be aware of spending, not only personal spending, but also business spending. So yeah, I find that those, those are, those are kind of like some examples of how I break down, you know, my, my yearly intentions and goals into into like those different sections. So Alex, what about you? What is your, Mm -hmm. your goal setting system and your breakdowns? Yeah. So I feel like an overview of them. So what I mean by that is Emma is very organized as we all know, (laughs) has notion boards for everything. And I, my friends am not all as organized as she is when it comes to certain things. very organized though. (laughs) When it comes to certain things. So goals, and intentions being one. So obviously I have my intentions every day, you know, to wake up with a positive attitude and and those kinds of intentions that anybody could have and not necessarily just as a entrepreneur, as a designer. But some of my major ones are each year, I try to think of a really, really cool branding client that I want to work with, or just a client in a certain industry that I want to work with. So last year I had it on my list to get a huge branding project. Now, who that was for, I had no idea. I was like, I just want to get a really big project and not big in the sense of money, but big in the sense of the audience that it will reach. And I ended up landing one of those and I got to rebrand an entire town. It's a town outside of Indianapolis. So that was super exciting. And so I hit my goal for that big branding project for that one. And then other goals for like my business is make more money while working less because I feel like my first year I was working so much and my prices weren't really reflecting what they should, you know, because I was trying to get more work. I was trying to get my name out there, which in the end paid off. Like I'm so glad I did that, but I was getting burnt out so easily. And so now I would rather charge more and charge my worth for these projects and be able to work less and actually have that work-life balance than to accept a bunch of smaller projects that don't pay a lot and then just feel like I want to rip my hair out all the time. So that's another general goal for me and my business. It's not a tangible one that I could just, you know, check mark off, but I think just going through at the at the end of every month and the first of every month, I kind of reflect on the month 
money-wise, project-wise, file organizing, all of that admin stuff that I need to do for that entire month. And so then that's when that comes into play. I take a look at all the hours that I spent on projects and I figured out, hey, was I working less and making more like I want to? Or do I feel like I took on too many projects and didn't get paid what I should have gotten paid for them? I, or rather, I didn't charge what I truly should have charged. So it's more like one of those goals. And then if I feel like I worked too much and didn't really have money to show for it. And then for the next month in that month's planning on the first of the month, I would really make that an intentional goal to then make more and work less. And then a final one that's just more personal to me and Emma and I were actually just talking about this before we started recording is waking up early. And I've been really good about it this year, I would say so far. There are days where I really don't want to get out of bed and it's very easy when you work for yourself, but waking up early, it really just puts me in a good mood for the rest of the day because I have time to get the things done that I want to get done before I start the work day. And I can take my time with those. I don't have to rush or I don't wake up and then have a meeting with a client within the next hour and just feel like I have to do so many things. So I can straighten up the house. I can shower and actually get dressed in real work work from home clothes, but actually, you know, get dressed and do all of the things that I need to do before starting my work day. So those are kind of some three of my major goals that kind of carry on throughout the years and as I'm getting more into my business I'm I put them more on my priority list I think that kind of like what you're saying is you still have a system in place I think with goals what's really important is that you still you're still checking in monthly even though like Mm -hmm. you don't break them down as detailed as I do and I think Mm -hmm. the way I over organized might be a uh, way I cope <laughs> so it might not be the healthiest thing to do but um I think that like the biggest takeaway though is that you still have a system where you're checking in and you're like making sure that you're on track for kind of like the int- I think what you said are more intentions which is what I try mm-hmm. to do too is just kind of like mm-hmm. overarching themes that you want yeah. to feel ba- feel good about and look back and like be proud of that you did it's not to say that I've always been like very goal oriented because I will say my first year or Uh, A little less. So like first six to nine months being in business, I was literally just going. I was floating. I was going. I mean, yeah, you got to get out there. You got to start. And I wasn't really focused on my goals because I honestly, truly didn't know what I wanted those to be. So if you're at a point that you're like, I don't know yet, like I'm just I'm just trying to make a career. I'm just trying to make money and stay afloat and keep my electric on. Then that's fine. Don't feel like you have to sit here and make lists or really think through those things at first. And as we always say, it's whatever works for you. So if you're as detailed as Emma or or as kind of generalized as I am, again, whatever works for you, then go that route and do it that way. I feel like as long as you're kind of checking in, and even if you are at the point where, which Alex and I both were at that point when we first started, you know, just trying to pay the bills and trying to keep it going. I think that, you know, those are your, those are your goals and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. okay to be in that place. I think something else, just something that you said, Alex, that I think is important kind of within this, like getting stuff done and making sure that you're like, I say, I think this episode, like it's, you know, how the fuck we get it all done, but it's also how the fuck we get it all done and stay mentally, mentally sane. Mm -hmm. Kind of what you said about waking up early. I think that having a solid morning routine is like one of the biggest key parts of 
working for yourself because you are most likely getting out of bed and getting to a desk that might be in your bedroom, might be right outside your bedroom door like mine is. It's, I can see my bed. And so I think that having kind of like a, not, not just have to be like structured necessarily, but just having like a morning routine where you, you know, like Alex and her, her boyfriend, they like spend time together in the morning and they have their coffee mm-hmm. together and they, mm-hmm. they watch the news. We were just talking about this day. I was like, oh, she's so cute. And they just got a dog. So they take her on a, or take him, sorry. Boomer. Yes. Take him on a walk. I have a female dog. So I always, I always say that all dogs <laughs> yes. are girls and it's bad. But yeah, so I think no matter what that, you know, it's not like they're doing anything business. You know, it's not like one of those CEO morning routines where it's like, I get up and I ice bath and then I, no, uh, you know, it's like, and you know, for me, like the first thing I do when I get out of bed is I meditate and I've, I used yeah. to do it in bed and I've started, I have a bench at the bottom of my bed, like my footboard is a bench. And so I've started sitting there and doing it because if I do it in bed, sometimes I'll fall back asleep. Oh my gosh, I totally would. Yeah. You play some so, smooth, like, oh instrumental, I know, lo-fi like, hip-hop beats on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. But just, I have, like, a couple things that I, like, check off in the morning. But just making sure that you're, you know, taking care of yourself in the morning. Making yourself some breakfast or mm-hmm. a smoothie or just consum- consuming something before you sit down. Yeah. The days that I don't consume anything before I sit down are days that I get to 4.30. I'm like, oh, I haven't had anything to eat this morning. Or, yes. like, can, I've all I've had is one oh my cold brew. <laughs> it happens way too many times. And I also think, though, that, yes, it's very valuable to us to have morning routines and I'm sure to other people as well but I also think it's important to have a night routine mm-hmm. and especially when, when working for yourself when working from home like when do you stop yeah having a shut off time yeah whatever time and it, it might not be a nine to five you know whatever time it is for you I think you need to stick to that too and have your unwind time at night because Sometimes for creatives, we can't ever shut our brains off. Yeah. They're always working. They're always being creative, which is fine as long as you're not literally sitting at a desk forcing yourself to work. It's okay if ideas come up, you know, and I know that we've talked about this, Emma. We like, we'll take out our phone and have a notes app up or like my, (laughs) I have my uh, field notes next to my bed that has like, yes, exactly. Like like, I I would say like rat handwriting. It's literally like in the middle that I'd be like, like, yes. And then you try to figure out what that is. In the morning, cipher it. Yeah, morning. yeah. But also, not only thinking about creativity and and what your mind, how your mind wanders off as the night goes goes on, but also just when when you're stopping, are you getting outside? Like, go take mm-hmm. a walk when you're done with the workday and yeah. really separate that. I know. Yes, my boyfriend does that at five o'clock. He'll go outside and just take a walk. So he mentally can shut down like, okay, I'm done with work. Now it's time family time or it's unwind time or go to the gym, do whatever you need to do. Watch TV, watch a movie, whatever, however that looks like for you. But I think that it's also important to have a night routine as well as a morning one. Yeah, I um, I try to shut off by 6, 6.30 every day. Mm-hmm. Some days it's different. Uh, it depends on, you know, my productivity of the day. Because some right. days I do, like, I'll have... The glory of working for yourself is that sometimes I make plans in the middle of the day and then I need to work mm-hmm. later in the day. But yeah. I've been trying lately to shut off at that time. And Andrew and I made a big change this. We just moved and we got rid of our TV. So we're a TV list. No. <laughs> I didn't. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> you didn't tell me this detail. Yeah, yeah. We got rid of our TV. We're trying to go, yep, I, I don't know how long it's going to last, but we'll see. Are you like, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still, I'll still watch stuff on my laptop. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, here and there. And like, I had to watch Daisy Jones the Six when it came out and things like that. But yeah. it's not like I'm totally cut off, but I'm not. We kind of deleted, or well, only streaming service we still have is, is my mom's Netflix. Um. <laughs> 
guys. <laughs> Shout out mom. <laughs> and Amazon because we have like Prime. So, right. you know, that works out. But yeah, I think that it'll be very interesting to see kind of, you know, this is we moved last week. So it'll be interesting to see how the change affects like my afternoon but lately I've been I love to cook dinner it's like my favorite way to re- unwind so usually as soon as I log off my computer I start cooking dinner or I go to the gym and then come home and cook dinner depends on kind mm-hmm. of like the the uh, level of activity that evening mm-hmm. but I will say I I read like I think I just finished my 13th book of the year I've been reading like oh my gosh monster Wait, I I think I mentioned in a previous episode that I am on a reading train right now too. Definitely don't read as fast as you, Emma. No, but yeah, I've but read. I also don't. I've read five books. That's amazing. So that's I'm amazing. Very proud of myself. That's more than I have in like ten years. Everybody's. No, that's that's. <laughs> I've honestly so I a couple years like probably three years ago I hadn't picked up a book, or maybe read like two books a year. And mm-hmm. I, I maybe, yeah, maybe like three years ago. And so then I was like, I said intention I was going to read a book a month. So I read 12 books. And then the next mm-hmm. year I did 24. I was like, I'm going to read two yes. months. And then, then last year I did 40 was my goal. And yeah. then this year I set a goal of 50. Mine has been two books a month. And I'm that's amazing. Track, so. Yeah. I also count audiobooks. So oh, I count yeah. audiobooks. And so yeah. like, no, that's, I think that, out of the 13, like three of them are audiobooks. But anyway, my point of it all is that I reading at night has become like the best thing oh, for me. Same. I, I like, notice myself sleeping better if I yes. get off my phone. And they and say you're not supposed to be they. I don't know who they is. The but scientists they, of the world. They say you're not supposed to be on your phone like an hour before you go to bed. Yeah. Just because like it'll it'll distract you from being able to fall asleep or sleeping well, I should say. So I have been trying to do that as well. And I and I would say that that's helped me fall asleep faster too. I think that naturally the next thing to talk about after, you know, setting those goals, setting those intentions is kind of breaking up into to-do lists. So you, you know, like what to do, not only for like those kind of overarching goals, but also just like your actual client work and like what you Mm -hmm. have to get done that day. So Alex, how do you kind of break up your, your to-do list? Like how do you know when you sit down in the morning, what you have to do that Mm -hmm. day? So I use Notion, shocker, for my (laughs) to-do lists and I use the calendar view. So whenever oh, no, I, I okay yeah whenever I get an inquiry for a project and they're like hey can we have it by this date or whatever then I look at my calendar and I make sure that I don't have a lot of work for that week or that day and make sure that that's doable and then I put it on my list so then my to-do list are almost kind of done for me and then if it's a bigger project I kind of work backwards after I put that task on that certain day if it's a project that's going to take me quite some time then I'll track it back and put another task on other days for progress so if it's like a banner design that I need to create like a pull-up banner sometimes I can finish those in a day but let's say for some reason this is a very complex one and I didn't I would backtrack it a couple of days and put a marker on that day for banner progress and then I might backtrack it another day and put banner progress so then once that day comes my to-do list is kind of already built out for me because I know that I have to make progress on this banner that is due in a couple of days so if you need to do something for sorted you also put it in this calendar yep Oh, wow. Okay. Very cool. And I have, I set up every year, I go through the entire 
each month for the 30, 31st or 30th of the of the month, whatever the last day of that month is, and I'll put reconcile bank accounts, update my mileage that I drove, you know, for business and all of the admin stuff, I'll go ahead and already put those in. So I live by this calendar and by wow. this to-do list. So it's yeah. not only a business to-do list, it's also a personal one, which some might argue that you need to separate those, but yeah. I just view it as... <laughs> I need to get all of this stuff done today and this is just my master to-do list. So it might be work on this design and this design and then pay my electric bill. And, then, and is there like a checkbox? Like do you checkbox it on Notion? I actually just delete it. There's not a checkbox on the feature that I use and I just delete it because I have, because it's, it's just a to-do list. It would just be as if you had a piece of paper and you're I'm writing like, these. I'm scared that you delete it. No, because it's like, if you had a piece of paper next to you and you're writing these down, you cross it off. What do you do with that piece of paper at the end of the day? You throw it away. Yeah. yeah. If you're sane. <laughs> so <laughs> unless you're Emma, you might save those for the entire 2022 year. <laughs> No, but it's in all of the actual project notes, though, are in a separate notion thing under the client file. So I have what I'm working on and all the details of that. But this is literally a to do list with like the name of the assignment that I have to do. Yeah. Then I just delete them and then fresh slate. No, I love it. I think it's 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 always interesting here. Different people's, you know, methods of to do's. Well, and these are things that like me and you don't really yeah, it's not like we sit down and like, Alex, time. tell me today, how how do you do your to-do list? Yeah, so this is <laughs> You and I talk about a lot, but yeah, there's a, some stuff yeah. like this we just don't get into. Yeah. yeah. For me, I do a mixture of analog and digital. When I write out a timeline for a project, I will put the deadlines in my Google Calendar. I have, that's like one of my assistant's tasks. See, that's very interesting. Sorry to interrupt, but that's no, very interesting good. that you put deadlines in your Google Calendar. Yeah. See, I put them in my Notion Calendar because that's like a, an assignment. That's a yeah. project. This is this is a big shock. I don't really use Notion a lot for to-do lists. Okay. Yeah, I have my... So in my goals page on Notion, I have it broken down into like my... I have it called... It's called like weekly tasks. And so every Monday I do like... Every Monday I do my laundry. Every Monday I follow up with clients that reached out the previous week. I like kind of have some like business and personal reoccurring. Same with like Tuesdays. Every Tuesday I wash my sheets and I have like a couple of reoccurring things. So Mm -hmm. I have that laid out in Notion, but every, and I also have like a um, sections like next week. So I have like a list that builds for stuff I need to do the following week or the following month. It has like, it's like a Kaban board, but I use my bullet journal for daily, my daily Mm. to-do list. So every Friday at the end of the day, I set up my bullet journal for the following week, which is very simple. So it's not like it takes me 10 minutes to set it up. Mm -hmm. I just break up pages into half pages and I put like the date and then I automatically put those reoccurring things in my bullet journal from Notion. So like the reoccurring Monday tasks, the reoccurring Tuesday tasks. And I mix personal and business as well because mm-hmm. I, I kind of break down like half the page is personal, half the page is business. Yeah. And then I will go in and I'll add those tasks that were like I put up that I have to do like next week into my into my planner. And so I also have it track in my planner and I have like the only thing. So I had just have my habit page and then it's just really simple and then the daily pages and then at the end of every month I do this like review and it's the same like format I've done for like two years so I do like my it's a couple goals I check in on and then like my highs and my lows for the month and then how I was like feeling that month but yeah that's kind of all I do like for to do's I kind of just keep it in a 
I, I do throw away if I, so I'll sometimes make like an additional to do kind of how you were saying, like a piece of paper. If mm -hmm. I'm feeling like overwhelmed that day, I'll time block mm -hmm. out my to-do list for that day. So I'll be like, okay, so from eight to nine, I'm going to work on this from 10 to, you know, 11, I'm recording with Alex. I have like this meeting and this meeting and between these two meetings, I'm going to work on this project. So that's the only time I'll really like write something externally from my bullet journal, but my bullet journal is like my, it's like my Bible. I kind of, it's my, if I ever lost it, I think I, last year I got, mine got wet in the rain. Oh no. Oh, it was, it was very sad. It was very sad. It's very pretty too. I've seen it. Oh, you really take the time to design it out and I wouldn't want to throw it away either. Yeah. So, and then you uh, can look back on 10 years and be like, I did yeah. what project? I have four, four, I have four years of them. And so it's very fun to go That's back. That's crazy. Yeah. I have all my plans from be fun, college yeah. too. It's just a little psychotic. Oh no, I, I <laughs> threw all of that away. Yeah. Very, very quickly. I know I probably should at this point. <laughs> my first it's one like is that, that Lily Pulitzer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it's like that assignment from like a gen ed course of something crazy that you save and you're like, Am I ever gonna like? What if I need this in the future? Like, you are well, not gonna need yeah. that test no. quiz that you got an A plus on. Well, my mom ruined me because my mom kept. Actually, doesn't have that much stuff. I I took it too far. My mom kept a couple things from high school and college. So she has like, I remember growing up, she had this notebook. It was from her geology class. And my mom's very artistic and like an incredible artist and illustrator. And she doesn't do anything with it. And I, to this day, I'm like, mom, like you need to. You need to sell your sell your work. She passed the torch to you. Yeah, oh, she's so talented. But anyway, so my mom saved like her geology book from high school or college. I can't remember which one it is, and it has like illustrations of the rocks and like her notes and her handwriting, so pretty. And I just love looking at it. Like I, I remember yeah. growing up, I'd look at it all the time. And so I'm always like, oh, I need to save my my calculus notes from my well. daughter. <laughs> Hey, maybe she'll love looking at oh. it like you liked looking at your Except moms. I kept everything and not, not just one notebook like my mom did, so I probably should uh, get rid of some stuff. Just go through and, and force yourself to throw away, like, yeah. five things. My sister was very grateful I saved all my notebooks from college and high school because she uses, not, like, in a naughty way, but in, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She, like, uses my uh, my notes and my flashcards yeah. and stuff, and I... as if, if you're sitting here listening to everything I'm saying and thinking this girl's crazy, so just imagine how good my notes were in, in school, so... Yes. She's very grateful. I know we kind of just talked about how, like, I put my due dates in my calendar and stuff like that. Let's talk about project due dates. So when you are onboarding a client and let's say it's a branding branding project, two pieces of collateral, you know, simple, nothing crazy, uh, no outliers. What is your system for due dates? Do you send them ahead of time? Do you kind of just, like, go with the flow? Mm -hmm. How do you kind of, like you know, set expectations for when things are due with clients? Yeah. So when a client first reaches out to me, we have our initial meeting and then I send over the project proposal that just has the breakdown of the project and the price. And then once they accept that, then I'd send a proposed timeline. So then I built out the timeline so they can, before they're paying anything, they can see the timeline because uh, what if a client needs a project like ASAP and I can't get to that? That might determine if I take on the project or not. So I always like to send a proposed timeline, obviously stating that things may shift, but this is the timeline that you can sort of expect. So then I send that after they've already approved the project proposal and the price and the details of that. And then they'll typically approve the timeline and all of that looks great. And then that's when I go in and put it in my notion and build it out that way. And for all timelines and 
those kinds of things for a project, they're very different, I would say, because some branding projects have more stuff than others. Some might just be very small with like a simple logo suite. I shouldn't say simple because (laughs) logos are not simple, but a logo suite with collateral, you know, just a couple of pieces and typography and color schemes and all of that stuff. So I'll typically have a start date. And then one thing that I always do is I not only put deadlines on that for myself, but also for my clients. So for example, when I send the proposed timeline, it might look like, and I literally do this visually on the project proposal (laughs) and I have a line and then I have dots throughout the line and then literally put the dates and what phase we're at. So that's a smart way to do it. Yeah. And that's, so a start date is, I found very important because a, a client could sit there and say like, yeah, I'm ready to go. And they've paid. Well, okay, but I'm not starting like that day. And so it's really important for me to let them know, hey, I'm not starting this or even thinking about this until next week or the week after is that. Is your deposit due on your start date or is your deposit due when they talk to you? My deposits due anytime before my start date. And if you don't yeah, pay the deposit before the start date, then the start date's going to get pushed. Because yeah, I'm not, I, I have a yeah. fee for changing timelines because, oh, that's really I, I smart. I don't think I've ever actually, uh, I think there's one time I like threatened, threatened to charge it, but, but yeah. that's really important too, because if we plan out a project and that gets pushed, that's determines, yeah. you know, there was maybe another project that you could have got started early, but you didn't because you got this yeah. other one. I think just having the fee in place, that structure allows for clients to be like, oh, okay, I need to like take this like, seriously. Yeah. 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 I think that's and most really people smart. also want to get started as soon as they can. So they want to like exactly. be on time for their start date, but I do the same exactly. thing as you do. I like yeah. deadlines for myself and for my clients. I do it yeah. in, in my notion portal for them. So it's like a nice oh, uh, yeah. chart and it's very easy to yeah. you can view it in like a calendar view or timeline view. It's up to the client for what view they yeah. use. Mine is typically for the, for the timeline on the actual proposal. It's the start date. And then like Emma said, it's due dates for not only me, but for my clients as well. Yeah. So then the next phase might be um, mood board or strategy is I'm sending you the strategy stuff and then you have to get that questionnaire or whatever that might look like back to me by this date because if they don't get it back to me then the next part of the project will be mood boarding well I can't start on your mood boarding until I have the strategy back from you and we've discussed it yeah I have my questionnaire due due on the start date so okay. they're all oh, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. their brand assignment. That's all due yep. by the start date. Typically, yeah. Typically, I try to do it that way um, and let them know that, hey, here's the... And I'll send the strategy, like, right when I get the deposit, right when they sign my contract and everything. And then it's like, hey, the sooner you get this to me, the sooner I can start, if timeline allows, if I'm flexible like that. So I agree with you. And then I have every all of the details and breakdowns of the timeline throughout the entire project span. And then at the end, I even have project end date. So I want to be wrapped up with this project by this date. And if we have to extend that, then so be it. We'll figure out what that looks like. But I also have a clause in there that the timeline is reflective of a three-day period of you have three days to provide me with your feedback. And every day that you're late, the project's going to get shifted. Yeah. And I also think that with branding, I have, like, I, I have a tight timeline and I'm like very accurate with that. The only time timelines get thrown off is collateral. I feel like... Oh, all like, the time. Like right now, I'm probably a month over a project but the client's fine with it because it's like we're we're building out a whole like I don't want to uh, like a whole um system of collateral I mean like uh, literally like probably 50 items of collateral so 
and we kind of just keep adding things on we're like oh we need a sticker for this and oh we need to design like tape for the box and like all these stuff mm-hmm. so it's kind of like gone out, out of scope and like which is fine i think like i'm enjoying it so it's like it's been like very 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 fun but it's definitely like the timeline's kind of been thrown off thrown off just because like we're having to like source the the products and like figure out the dialect you know just like all the all the things that come with collateral is kind of where i notice that timelines get thrown off but for mm-hmm. me i color code when things are due mm-hmm. for my client so in my notion portal for my client everything in green is like what they're in charge of because like That's there's a smart. couple of boxes they have to check and some things like that and it's all in green so it's easy for them to see like where their deadlines are and what they have to do but i think it's important to set those deadlines and i also think it's clients enjoy having kind of like a knowing what they're kind of responsible for because then they kind of get to be more part of the project like the process right it's like we are creating this together yeah (laughs) exactly i love that part of it i love that that's like what like we get to do is we get to we're we're helping i feel like most of the time we're helping someone's dream you know you know these people that are creating businesses or creating you know things or it's helping kind of like the dream along so Mm -hmm. i like to make sure that they feel involved and like part of the process so yeah yeah and when you are working on a timeline and assigning due dates, how do you kind of figure out what that looks like? So I know that it's for me, it's different for every project. Like I might give myself one week to create the mood board for this new branding project. But what is your structure for that? For me, I have like an overall timeline. It's like a calendar. It's a my notion. It's like a, a grid, like a seven by four. It's like a month. Actually, I actually think it's like a month and a half, but it's like kind of like a framework of, I always have like my projects start on Mondays is the start dates. Cause I like giving them like time of yeah. weekend. And so it's kind of like a structure on when deadlines are. So like every Thursday is when something's due for me, feedback's due on Monday, you know, so on, so on. And so I like to use that timeline framework to like set the deadlines for the branding project. And that's just kind of for the core branding project. And then I have like notes in there of add-ons of like collateral timelines and then also timelines for if they add on, like I have an extra strategy add-on and things like that that might take me a little bit more time. And then for collateral, I have a note in there that it's like dependent on manufacturing. Like we kept, you know, depending on what they're, you know, if it's packaging and things like that, it's just, it's dependent on what the collateral is. If it's social media graphics, it's like easy and it's just dependent on Mm -hmm. me. But if it's something that's dependent on a manufacturer as well, like it's, you know, it, it might change things up. So it's a flexible template kind of, if that makes sense. Sure. And my web designer does that too, that her... Well, I should say them now because she has a team. They have their timelines of two weeks. So it's a very quick turn, but they're only focusing on one project at that time. And then they're they're like every Monday, you know, that's start. You have to give me feedback by noon on Wednesday. And then we send this on Fridays. And so I really like that. And I like that you do that as well. And I might start implementing that too. I'll, send, I'll share just my so, I'm happy to send Yeah, them. I would love that. Yeah. The only issue that I that I might foresee having with that is that if clients don't get back to me by a certain time, that it's going to shift. Well I give it a lot of room. So like feedbacks do oh. so like so for example, I kind of build that into the timeline where, so I send most of my work when I send send a phase to a client, I send it with a loom, like explaining things. But there's certain points where I require a call and then there's certain points where calls are optional. So feedback is due the day before the call is scheduled. So feedback's due Monday, calls are Tuesdays usually. And so 
at the beginning I usually have them schedule those calls on that Tuesday so it kind of gives a little bit of room that like we have a call set those are like the big ones like that first the first initial feedback where like I find that the feedback rounds after that are very like they we kind of nailed down what we're doing and so Mm-hmm. So having that call systems in place kind of helps with like they have a call on their calendar, so they kind of have to be prepped before the call. So I have the feedback due Monday, but that and then we review it on Tuesday. But mo- sometimes, probably like fifty fifty percent of the time, they don't really have any like written feedback. We just talk about it on the call. So it's really it's really helped with those rounds where it's like that more heavy lifting rounds of edits or like feedback, but. Yeah, it doesn't really get shifted from the client, I found. That's nice, yeah. 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 And I think it, it, it's it's also on me just to be strict about that up front, that you have to stick to this timeline. Let's, like, let's get this done. So how do you kind of balance your, your to-do list for, like, the week? Balancing, like, you know, let's say that you're doing two branding projects that month and then your retainer work. How do you kind of, like, know how much to spend on each thing. So I'm still working through this to be super transparent. And I think I always will. But one thing that I learned in working at a marketing agency is that estimating hours that you will spend on a project is very valuable. Even if you don't charge hourly, if you charge project-based, that just helps you organize your calendar and your to-do list of getting things done. So a lot of times it's a guesstimate, you know, it's in, and some weeks I really lucked out with my guesstimate and I was fine and then other weeks I'm like holy crap I did not estimate enough time for this and now I'm like overbooked and I'm working a lot and then some weeks I get things done hella early and I'm like dang <laughs> I could have booked another project but it then you can get on started on inspiration strikes and yeah you oh a thousand percent and the good thing about that too is if you don't have enough I shouldn't say if you don't have enough work for the week if you got your work done earlier than you thought for the week then you can get ahead on stuff for the next week. So that's why it's important for me to go ahead and put all of the tasks that I have in my notion as soon as that email inquiry comes through or as soon as I have the meeting with the client. So then that's booked out. And if I can get started on it early, your client is going to praise you and be super happy about that. I think it's also important to have like kind of what you're saying if you're like having, if you got your work done early, if you're a little bit slower, having that like wish list to-do list, like things like, oh, I should do that eventually. Like I should add that page to my website. And we've talked about, we've talked about that before, I think on an episode in season one of how we have a business like overall to-do list in our notions where if I come up with an idea for my business, for instance, update my website or update my PDF portfolio, then if you have a slower week, you can go back and look at that list and do things on that list. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important to have kind of just like those, those eventually tasks. I have like an eventually and I have a someday, which are the someday are like... <laughs> you know never gonna happen <laughs> never gonna happen <laughs> no. it's, it's something I'm kind of I I feel like it's something everyone figures out and it's also really hard because project to project you're not the estimate of time is just you know you I also know. think yeah with smaller projects like I do a lot of work for companies or different agencies that need just like an extra you know contractor to help with some odds and ends those projects are a lot easier to estimate because it's email designs it's postcards it's banners it's collateral heavy stuff where I have a lot of experience in that and so I can kind of estimate how long it's going to take me but where I struggle a lot is with branding projects and 
knowing the hours to estimate for that. Because also with branding, sometimes I'm feeling super creative and I can knock something out in a few days for one of the phases of the project. And then other days I take my logo sketches from my iPad and vectorize them. And I'm like, this is complete shit, you know, (laughs) back to the drawing board. Like this is not what it was supposed to look like. And so that's where I struggle of planning out those projects. But then again, I don't like to be working on two branding projects at a time. And if I do, it's because they're at completely different phases. Oh, well, I didn't know that. So you only work at one branding project at a time? I try. Okay. Sometimes there is overlap, but it would be like at the end of a collateral phase, I would start mood boarding for the next one. So it's not, but rarely ever do I work on two at the same time. And so for instance, like I would not be working on two logo concepts for two different companies in the same week see I kind of like doing it that's you do I do I like having kind of sister projects and like I like I, okay. right now I just for my march to branding clients I like had them like they reached out at different times and I had them both start on the same last Monday and it was like, fine yeah oh, I like I kind of like having like it, it kind of goes into that batch work versus task work kind of discussion because fair I feel like mm-hmm. I can batch their their deadlines are all the same which is a little scary, but their deadlines are all the same. And so, I mean, I know I start early on like when things are due, but like, I'm like, okay, this whole Tuesday, I'm just going to dedicate to idea generation for their logos and sketching. So like last week, their, their creative briefs were due. So like I sat down like, and I did it like uh, they, I kind of pushed their, they were due end by end of day Friday. And I think I sent them this past weekend was a working weekend for me, but it's just because I was like very excited. I'm, I'm very excited about both of them. And they're also very different industries. So it's kind of mm-hmm. nice. I don't think I could do like similar projects to, at the same time. Mm. So I feel like they'd get to, uh, they'd like look too much like each other. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, this is, this is probably the third time I've ever done it where they're like, I would call them like sister projects where they're like, I'm doing mm-hmm. the same thing at the same time. Just cause like the way I usually work, I don't like onboard at the same time. I have been enjoying it. It's nice. It's kind of nice to know like that they're both due at the same, same time. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think for kind of talking about batch work, like batching work, like I've kind of gone back and forth on this throughout like the past couple of years of like, I used to do it where like Mondays I did only worked for stuff for my business and Tuesdays I did all mm-hmm. like branding work. And then Wednesdays I did mm-hmm. all my retainer work and like so on and so forth. And recently I've kind of gotten into doing more of only time block out or like batch work out my calls. So I have mm-hmm. like... Yeah. So Tuesdays and Thursdays are my call days. And I, I do sometimes take calls on other days because like, you know, sometimes it doesn't work for the client or like just I'm flex. I'm trying to be a little bit flexible. I try really hard not to take any calls on Mondays because I like to have it just oh, same. Like a, a heavy work day. I used to be the opposite and I used to want to knock them out like or I would rather be like just very motivated and I'm like oh let's start the week off strong and talk to my clients and then Monday comes and I'm like I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to be heads down and get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It depends on how I finished off the last week, I feel like, on, like, if that Monday. Yeah, and, like, that's we, fair. We record the podcast on Mondays, and some Mondays I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, the best way to start the day. And some days I'm like, I have so much to do today. But that's, it's Alex and I are very good with each other, but we're like, you know, I'm a little busy today. That's the, that's the flexibility of it, though. If you're like, hey, can we move this? I'm not feeling it. Or, like, I have stuff I need to, or I'm on a roll, you know, I don't really want to yeah. stop this momentum. And I'm like, hell yeah, girl. Yeah. yeah. Get it done. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's really nice. It's been really great to only take calls and like set like a set time Tuesdays and Thursdays. I've, yeah. I found it really beneficial to just have them kind of as like a block and not have to like 
be working on something and then stop work because I have a call and then work on something else and stop work. And, and also I find myself, if I do do that, if I'm working on a project and then I have a call with another client, I'll want to work on whatever that client I talked about rather than going back to the task. Exactly. That I was working on before the call. And so. it's fresh in your mind. Yeah. So what about you? What do you do for like batch work? And like, do you batch out any of your days? So I used to take calls only on Tuesdays and Thursdays and I still try to stick to that. But sometimes I'll have to squeeze in a Wednesday in there, and that's fine with me, honestly. I think as long as I don't have them on Mondays and Fridays, unless it was like a random last minute, hey, let's hop on a call to talk about this edit, that's fine. Yeah. But new inquiries, I like to do that Tuesdays and Thursdays and sometimes Wednesdays. And I'm with you on like batching them out. I would almost rather just like get them done and then be able to be heads down because there's nothing worse than... Uh, having a wonderful call with a client and then you get heads down and work and then, oh crap, I have another call in eight minutes. I have to stop my creativity. I have to stop my train of thought to hop on this call. So I really try to batch those in that sense. And then when it comes to work, I also try to batch that. Like that sounds kind of silly, but I take Mondays for a lot of admin stuff. And honestly, like every day I try to do admin stuff first if need be, but sometimes there are days where I don't need to do admin so then I got everything I needed to do like done on a Monday or something for admin and then I also like Fridays to not be super design heavy sometimes they are but I also am one to not really put deadlines for Fridays on my plate I mean obviously sometimes you're gonna get (laughs) yeah you're gonna get some of those but also sometimes I say this is going to be due or I'm going to have this to you by end of week And in my head, I'm aiming for Thursday. So, but then in their head, they might be aiming for Friday. So then if I get it to them on Thursday, they're going to be like, wow, you know, she's ahead of it. She got it to us on Thursday and not Friday. So that's where I try to just do the majority of heavy lifting during the week. And then Mondays and Fridays are kind of reset and shut down, you know, for the weekend and just have everything out that I need to. Because also, if there's an edit that comes through on Thursday, hey, I can just hop in on that on Friday and get it done. But if I send something on Friday, and they might need a really quick edit, and I might not want to work the full day on Friday, or I might want to be done early. And so it's easier to get them something they can see it with their eyes on Thursday or Friday morning. And then I have the entire day to pick and choose what I work on. Ever since our call with Brittany, I, I started doing finance Fridays. So I have like a I love it. date with myself on Fridays. And I, I usually... I do finance Mondays. There you go. I love it. <laughs> See, I would want it, to it start my week off with it. Great. I'm okay ending my week with it. I don't know if I'd want to... I think I'd get sad if I started my week off. Right? Yeah. Some weeks are better than the others. Emma, I feel like I just learned so much about you. So I See, love when episodes turned yeah, into I love just. I, a, I wanna, I wanna, after this call, I'm making you show me your calendar. On I know, emotions. let's stay on after. I, no. know. <laughs> I know. So I hope you guys got stuff out of this one as well. And I know that there was a lot of different kind of topics that we touched on, but some of this we've talked about in other episodes too. Like I know goals specifically and also just time blocking. Time blocking. So go back and listen to those other episodes. But if you have any other topics regarding anything that we talked about today or emphasizing on anything like please dm us on instagram we would love to hear more or if you have any ideas for any other episodes if we want to dive into one specific thing that we talked about today we would we would love that that. and also i want to hear how everyone uh manages our to-do list so 
I'm gonna yes. make a graphic. Yes. Yeah. Have everyone share. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. For more Sorted content, follow us on Instagram at Sorted.pod. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know by leaving a review. It means so much. Sorted is hosted by Alex Pizak and Emma McGoldrick. Produced and edited by Carrie King. Marketing and graphic design by AP The Creative and ESM Creative Studio. Photography by Hannah Hunt. And music by Dam Dharmawan. Huge thanks to all the people that made Sorted happen and to you for listening. See, See you, you next time. time.